Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everybody, welcome along to the Rangers Rabble phone in. Um, very quickly before I start, if my mic is low, please let me know. Um, I had a wee, uh, not complaint, suggestion in the comments that I need to change my microphone. So if my mic's low, please let me know. Hello, welcome along to the phone in. Hello everybody in the comments. Everybody watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Um, I heard Mark done a fantastic job with his introduction on Wednesday. His computer goes down my intro, which is always handy. Um, so yeah, if you're watching on Facebook as well, please give us a share and a like, and of course on Twitter, give us a wee retweet, a like, and get your comments in. Get your comments in on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and YouTube because I can hear, I, I can hear, I can see all the comments, um, and I'm going to keep plugging the hell out of this. If you can, if you're in a position um, to be able to afford to to support the show. Please do support the show by joining as a member. Link is in the description. Uh, there's two tiers, $1.99 and $2.99. We have already used a lot of the membership money to sponsor young Darren McAnally and the B team for the season. We hope to do more and put all of that money back into Rangers. Um, and of course, that will help support us as well and getting press access, which can deliver better content to yourself. So, so if you're in a position, please do help support by joining as a member on YouTube. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm I'm okay. Um, you've done about four or five shifts this week. I am I'm a busy boy. Busy boy. Um, I'm offshore, but so <laughs> much else to do. I'm sitting my room at night. So you're the only thing you missed was your only fans. You never you never. I don't have only fans. I, I, I buy them. I'm thinking about creating one because apparently there's a lot of money in it. Maybe money be made in it. Go for it. Very much so, very much so. Elaine uh, coming to us live from Jamaica. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. Very good. Yes. Can you do, do you fancy explaining the tree in the background? Yeah, just uh, 
on tour. No, I'm sitting in my dad's, unfortunately, not in Jamaica. I'm in sunny Kermunnock near East Kilbride. But uh, I wish I was away, but, you know, uh, not to be. But at least that means that I'm back for the game tomorrow. So, every Clyde. That's all that matters. That is all that matters. So, yeah, the phone lines are now open. Ian, i seen you phoned in there, buddy. Sorry, I was doing my introduction. And if somebody interrupts my introduction, then it throws me off kilter. Um, but i tell you what I'll do, Ian. I shall bring you in right now. Ian, how are you? Oh, has he gone? Has he gone shy? Or has he gone shy? Or is it my fault? Hi, can you hear me? There you go. Ian, how are you? Can you hear me? Yep. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I think Ian might be, can having, you hear me? I think Ian might be having some technical difficulties by the sounds of him going, can you hear me 16 times? Um, I don't really want to go over the European game too much because we've done the reaction. Um, we had uh, where we grab a extra on Wednesday, fantastically hosted by Mark. Um, but in saying that, Elaine, we haven't spoke to you for a while. Um, so yeah. do you fancy just giving us your quick reaction to Tuesday? Uh, oh, just gutted. Uh, didn't really see it coming. Was all it uh, was, was really looking forward to it after such a good run in Europe last year. It kind of feels as if we've undone quite a bit of the goodwill that the squad had built up. I don't think, I think we've always got, it wasn't to be underestimated. And I think a few people did think that it was going to be a bit of a walkover. It was a done deal that, and we were already looking forward to PSV or Monaco and figuring out. Um, the reality was at this stage, it's never going to be totally easy, but we should have, we should have played a lot better. I don't think anyone particularly saw that bad a performance and you sometimes in these games you get where a couple of your big players don't turn up you don't often get everyone not turning up and I think from front to back that's the worry because there was just there just didn't seem to be really anything anything that got me excited um it's left me tomorrow Kilmarnock totally different kettle of fish it's at Ibrooks you know starting the season but there's no doubt that we need a big we need a big performance. We don't just need a win, we need a big performance. Yeah, uh, and it's just it's the worst possible way to start off a season. Um that said, at the end of the day, I'm not gonna go um uh, like if I, I've seen a couple of people totally slating some of the new signings, writing them off, they're not gonna work. Um, you know, we take time. We saw from Lundstrom last year. Let's hope that we get a good result tomorrow. Let's hope that the crowd can do their part as well on Tuesday. Surely we can't play any worse. Famous last words, but surely we can't play any worse. And yeah, hopefully we just uh, press on, get the get the bad result out of the way early, and yeah, we'll be back on form hopefully. Right. Well, I am going to try and bring in Ian again. Ian, are you there? Yes, yes, guys, I am here this time. I can hear you. Sorry, I, I, you can hear me, but I couldn't hear you. I am now here, so no no problems now. Woohoo! <laughs> there you go, Ian. Uh, what, what would you like to say, buddy? Well, uh, let's just let's just make this very quick. Less said about Tuesday, the better. Oh Jesus! Uh, okay, so what a good bit of news today we saw today. I was having a bit of a normal, boring day and all that, and then I see, I check online, and I see news that uh, El Buffalo is back. Uh, let's just say that there, um, that put a good smile, a grin on my face. Um, uh, what can we say? That's good news. Uh, oh, tomorrow, I just. I just want us to absolutely go out and absolutely smack Kilmarnock all over the park because 
let's not let's not let's not be around the bush. They're newly they're newly promoted. They're they 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 haven't got like lead like they're not they're 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 not they're not an outfit that should be testing us at home. We should absolutely put a whooping on. This is a chance for us to have one of those four nil wins because because last season we didn't do enough of that. Where and we should be we should be we should be establishing early kind of dominance over the league to to, to say to set out our marker because. That, that's what those lot across the road did 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 did, did too much. They they won four nil five nil too much. So we need to really put a marker down in this one. And oh yeah, I forgot to say hi hi to everybody else, Mark, Elaine, all of you guys. How you doing, buddy? Can I, can I just say actually that that's a fantastic point, and Mark, I'll take that to you. Last season, um, obviously they won the league. We weren't good enough to win the league, but one of the big differences was the goal difference. Um, they 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 put a few teams to the sword, and I can't remember the last time we done that. So coming off the result on Tuesday, Mark, get into tomorrow, I don't think a, a, an OK performance in a 1-0 win, like Elaine said, is going to cut it. No, I think I think we do need to put a performance in, but I think that the difference between us this year and last year, and, and it's kind of a, obviously a wee bit of a caveat because we, we're kind of just getting started now, so... But last year, we never really had goals for midfield at all. And I think that this year, this uh, this summer, we have kind of sorted or addressed that. And I think that the players that were brought in have got goals from midfield. Lawrence, Matondo, Tillman looks as if he's got a goal on him. So um, I think that there's no that much reliant on your, your centre forward. So I'm hoping that this is going to be the case moving forward. So... Fingers crossed and uh, everything starts to click, then, I mean, as I said, these guys like a shot. Lawrence likes a shot for outside the box. Um, Matondo's proven to uh, shoot on site as well. So, so we're a bit of luck where we get a, a good goal glut this, uh, this season from, from midfield. Can I just say, before you jump back in there, Ian, um, Rangers EXE 899 Super Chat on, on YouTube. Thank you so much for helping to support the channel. And uh, like I said uh, in the intro, you know, we put that money towards sponsoring a youth player. We're looking to take out a media package with Rangers as well. So all of your money that comes in is going to a fantastic cause. So thank you so much, Rangers EXE. That is much appreciated. Ian, I know what I've just said, right? And I am well known for completely contradicting myself. So I'm going to do it right now. Um, we have signed, you know, three, four, five new players. Do we need to give them a chance to bed in? Yeah, I, I know your point, and uh, on Mark's point as well, midfield. Yeah, they need to they need chip in with goals as well. But yeah, on your on the signing thing, um, if you, I saw I saw Mark I saw um, forgive me, I hope I get his name right. Mark Hatley is it Hatley and all the legend? Uh, legend Hatley, I've, I've said Hatley. it right, haven't I? Yeah, Mark Hatley. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a bit surprised with his comments about Cholak because let's let's be fair the guy's only been in the door five minutes it's like starting it's like only being in a new job for like five days and people are saying you're doing a bad job well you know let let him bet in and all that like you know it's a different kind of league to wherever he's i forget which league he was playing in before but yeah the new signing is like sometimes sometimes you team size a whole bunch of players and they click immediately and sometimes they just take the time that's football the sport sport is unique in that context especially team sports and yeah, they need to, they need to bet in. They, and okay, we're, it's Rangers, and we have to they have to bet in quick. But you know, I backed them to I backed them to do it. That's why we start. I imagine we have it. I imagine they were signed because we all knew they could do it. So well, well, that's what I could say on that matter. They need 
they will come. I bet they will come good. I, I believe so. We've seen this. We've seen some signs of it. Oh, listen, you've got to give players time, Ian. I'm going to have to let you go yeah. there, buddy, because I've had a couple of calls come in. Um, no problem. Um, but thank you. Thanks again, buddy. You phone in every week. It's much appreciated, and please do phone in again. Thanks, Martin, and uh, good, good, and let's 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 match Kelly tomorrow. <laughs> let's do it. All the best, buddy. Yeah. On Ian's point, um, Elaine, and it's something that you know annoyed me a little bit. Um, although I haven't actually, I haven't read the article and I haven't seen it actually come out of Haley's mouth, so I don't know if it's hundred percent accurate. But everybody's talking about it, and if it is, if it is true, what Haley said about Cholak, it's out of order. Yeah, I mean. I, so I read it, and th- there is a wee bit of clickbait about it. You know, Haley said this. Um, if you read it, I think he was more talking about the performance of the night on the night rather than saying, rather than being personally, although you can interpret it you know, either way. I th- it was words along the effect of, you know, it's a waste of time. Now, I think he was trying to say on the night it wasn't working. It was a bit of a waste of time. Um, and the, the thing for Cholak, is that I can I kind of do feel a bit sorry for him because the way we play without Morelos is we we need someone who has a bit about them who can sort of bully defenses. It's fine if people are saying you know, Cholak's going to be a, a classic poacher, you know, a penalty box player. That's great if he gets the service. The reality for us is if we're being pinned back and we don't have any ideas and we're just lumping balls in. He's not getting service, and therefore it is quite it is quite harsh to to jump on him straight away and say, you know, he's a dud. We need to. It's a tough one because we do need some of our players to bed in quickly. There's we need to give them time, and we need to not get on their back. That's one thing about Kelly tomorrow is mm. if we're not too up in twenty minutes, we can't have the crowd, you know, every ball going out jumping on them. Because actually, so much about this is confidence. So much about football's confidence. Um, you know, the, the players don't need us on the back. Molly agrees. Um, <laughs> and so, but um, by the same token, you know, you look across the city. They were lucky. Well, were they lucky? Or was it good recruitment last year? The people they brought in um, bedded in pretty quickly. Started getting a lot of goals. Um, they didn't start the season off well, but they did, especially in January. Brought people in that changed it, I, I, you know, and improved them. And we do need we need some of the players at least to bed in quickly uh, and to make a big difference to the team. Can I just all quickly say a massive happy birthday to Nicholas Moore from the South Wales Loyal? Hope you've had a great day, buddy. Um, and I hope you have forgot my comments on Wales. That was a that was a Mark <laughs> Hately moment. That was just a, 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 a I let my I spoke and let my belly rumble. I don't even know what the phrase is. Um, so, yeah, a big massive happy birthday in, in Nicholas. Martin, just there. I saw one of the comments um, over, over Hill, so who's saying, yeah. yeah, he was frustrated. And absolutely, do you know, I think I think we were all frustrated and we all say stuff like that. And, you know, I, I sound like a broken record because I go back to Lundstrom and I was the first person last year saying that he was mince and we should ship him out in January and, you know, absolutely hold my hands up. I just think that as an ex-player, Mm-hmm. You're in a position where you should be slightly more or slightly more careful. And I think that it, it isn't massively conducive to um a, a good team environment to have ex players 
who know and you know it's not as if Hately hit the ground running. So you know, a bit pot kettle. So I just think it's not massively conducive uh, or massively helpful to have an ex-player kind of starting to starting to chip in with that. No, he should know better. I was going to come to Mark, right? But as usual, when either Mark's talking or I'm going to come to him, we do <laughs> we, we get a phone call. Um, now I'm going to let everybody try and guess who the phone call's from. Um, it is from who, who's who is it, Mark? Who's on the phone? <laughs> All right, Martin, how are you doing? Curry, how are you doing? I thought it was going to be your mum, Martin. How are you? I'm okay, I'm okay, Curry. Um, are you phoning to get in on the debate about Cholak? Are you want to talk about Tuesday? you want to talk about tomorrow? Or are you just want to have a right good moan? God, no, I can't have a right good moan. Uh, what I would say, what, what I caught you anyway, uh, but Mark Haitley was saying, I think Mark Haitley remembers his first three months at Rangers, he, he was there that great. It wasn't until he was paired up with Alan McCoy that he actually started to uh, come out on his, on his own. So I don't know why he, he said that. As Owen said, it might have been taken out of context. I didn't hear what he said. I didn't see the quote or anything. I only seen on the usual uh, social media. So you can take it with a pinch of salt if that's how he said it and what he, what he meant. So you just need to wait and see. Uh, I'm just I'm really disappointed with a lot of the fans at the stick that a few of the players are getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Colette got absolutely nothing fed through him. Curry, Cholak hasn't had any service in any game that I've seen. Aye, aye. I, I, can't, I don't think people should be laying the blame down on him. Nope. The same with John McLaughlin as well. Uh, I think that sure, maybe people are saying, oh, maybe he should do better. It was within the... the, the the shot was within the six-yard box. It deflected off a Goldson's leg. I mean, you say, if he pulled it off, it would have been a wonder save. But he, John McLaughlin saved us by getting a 4 four nothing drubbing. He pulled off three good saves. Yep. So I don't know why people are having a go at him. Uh, I think we need wholesale changes in the midfield. I never, ever want to see Jack and Kamara and Lundstrom in the midfield ever again playing in that type of system because it was garbage. It was absolute garbage. It was all that tippy-tappy side-to-side stuff in negative football. But you're not going to win games if you do that. I think uh, sorry for saying this, Mark. I think it was you who said it, mate. I hate having a dig, as you know. Uh, <laughs> if, if you keep the ball, then another team can't score. Well, we kept the ball and they get the ball practically four or five times and they nearly scored every single occasion. <laughs> No, Curry, it was the me that said that. Was the me that said that. Points made, Mark, by Curry there. Yeah, no, I'm probably with Curry, actually, believe it or not. Um, I think that they three of them are far too similar to be playing in that middle of that park. I think different if we're playing somebody that's a team far superior, i.e. a a Barcelona, a Juventus, then, yeah, or, or play defensively. Play three three kind of defensive mid, defensive minded midfielders but for me there's got to be a creative central midfielder in there somewhere and I think that when we play teams that <clears throat> no uh, no offence to them but if we're playing teams that we should be beating I think that playing two or even three of these guys in there is just madness for me you need a, a defensive midfielder and somebody that can 
that can go box to box and number eight or a creative somebody that is a good passer of the ball that can can make things happen and can dictate the pace of the game. Um and that's not what happened on Tuesday night. Um it's just no. And I don't know what Gio was thinking. I think we can probably put to bed this that Glenn Kamara's a number ten because he's not. And I don't think he wants to be a number ten, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. He's got a skill in the world. And a lovely touch, technically probably one of the best players in in the, in the team, technically. But he's not got that. You need to have that creative vision. And it is is very much a let's pass it to the left or to the right. It doesn't want to play a, a killer pass or a through ball or try and create or try and beat a man and hit a, hit a shot. So, as I said, for me, I, I agree with you. We shouldn't be having these three players playing two at a push. And I mean, at a big, big push. But we shouldn't be playing three of them at the same time. No, definitely not. Curry, CGM saying our midfield should be Lundstrom, Tillman and Lawrence. Um, so that's leaving out, obviously, Jack and Kamara. Um, where do where do you sit in what Mark said about the midfield three? Obviously, you, you don't like to see three defensive-minded midfielders in games that we should win or and, and should dominate. Um, but that midfield three, what do you think it should be? Well, the, the second obviously is Lundstrom. He's there no matter what. Yeah. Uh, I think you'll see bigger changes when for the midfield. When I don't know about you guys, I'm pretty sure everybody will say the same. Borna Barisic has played himself out the side. Yeah. I'm, I'm fed up with everybody saying, "Oh, he plays in confidence." How long has he been at Rangers? You're playing for a, a side as big as this, and you can't get confident. Nah. I, I don't want to. I, I want to see him be on the bench, and that's at minimum. Uh, is it Yul? I can't even remember his name. Is it Yulman? His name? Tillman. Yeah. Oh, Yulmaz. Um, sorry, the left back. Yulmaz. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, th- thanks, Martin. Uh, Yulmaz. He was on for the last fifteen minutes. I don't know if anybody was watching. He made three or four runs that minute from the outside into the inside, and every single time. Not one pass was put through to him when he was opened, when he managed to get by the player. That really got on my goal. That was on the, on the night when I was watching it. Uh, we've got that many options in midfield that we could use. I mean, say we've st- still no talk about McCann could come in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lowry, another one who we would have thought could have played a game. Uh, I, I, everybody, I know there's a few in the chat that don't like him, but I think if I can tell you that obviously Alex Lowry's been out with an injury and, uh, uh, and I watched him in the the B team game, he got 45 minutes I spoke to um, the manager after the game and he said no he's doing okay but he's, he still needs a few more a few more games before he's ready to come back into the first team so that's probably the reason Curry why Lowry hasn't uh, played in the first team this season Right. But I, just, I, I think one of the, the biggest things will be probably I mean, Borna, uh, probably getting a rest for that, the foreseeable future. Uh, get the new guys in, see how they got on, and hopefully they can absolutely smash it, especially against Kilmarnock. Um, keep my fingers crossed that not only do we win, we've got a convincing one. Uh, that's the only thing I can ask for. I want to see them tell me through a, a bit of room, because that was, that was pathetic on Tuesday. 
No, no, it really was. It really was. Curry, mate, I'll have to let you go. I've had a few calls. Yeah, come buddy. in, um, But thank you for phoning as usual. And I've got a, at least you've gave me two or three talking points now. Should not be phoning. Thank you, Bother, my man. You take it easy. Have a good weekend, guys. Cheers, Curry. All best. Yeah. Elaine, that's, an, that's I mean, I, I hadn't even really thought about it because I, I've been covering quite a few of the B team games. I actually missed the European game because I was at the B team game, and I'll miss tomorrow's game because I'm covering the B team game, which I'll come to shortly. Um, but Yelmaz yep. and Borna Barisic, um, where do you stand on that? Is Curry right? Has Borna played himself out the team? Yeah, do you know what? I, I think he has, and I think it's fair to say that he has had a, a, you know, a good few chances now. In the season where we won the league, obviously he was hitting a really rough um, spell until we scored. We scored that wonder kick at St Mirren, uh, free kick at St Mirren, and then sort of pushed on from there. He went off the boil last season. That's obviously when Bassey came in and got his chance. Mm -hmm. um, then he was probably a wee bit lucky that with the emergence of Bassey, but Bassey sometimes playing centre half, that he came back in um, and, and they did play. You know, he, he did play a factor, or did factor, but I think the performance last, or I say last night, the performance on Tuesday just does rule him out. I think he's had so many chances now that it's consistent. It's consistency. See, when you look at our back four, we need a settled back four. We need a settled back four that are consistent and that are going to be the core of the team. You need people, you need our defenders having confidence in each other. You need to be able to trust them. You need to be able to, or, or they need to be able to at least trust each other and build up that relationship. If Golden, you know, obviously Golden and Tav are mainstays, they're mm -hmm. potentially, it looks as if they're playing with a different goalie. You know, it looks as if McLaughlin's going to be the number one. We'll be quite interested to see if Kelly, um, if we start McLaughlin um, against Kelly after. What I think was a mistake for the first goal, I thought that was poor. Uh, I do agree that he did come and um, he, he you know, saved us on a couple of occasions, but I thought in general that was poor. But we're already playing with a different centre-half and potentially you know, a different left-back. left, left back. So we're going to have to stick with one. And I think Yilmaz, we paid good money for him as well. We need to, you know, we need to, we're not paying that sort of money to have someone on the bench, even if he's young. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna um, be playing him, and I think Bonner's not done himself any good whatsoever. So, plus, dead giveaway if he's doing the press conference. I actually forgot well, about Tuesday, and straight away was like, oh, that's him starting on Tuesday. But of course, um, yeah, I think he's the dead cert to start tomorrow, and we'll, we'll see what he's made of. And to be fair, when he came on, he did look a wee bit positive, a wee bit as if he was trying to, you know, it was difficult to, difficult to have any real major impact on that game because of the way it was going, but. Yeah, we'll see see tomorrow what he's made of. Right, well, we have Carol on the phone. Carol, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, Martin. The yeah. hey, first thing I want to say is kudos to Curry Muncher for mentioning Passion Sakala in the last show, the last call-in, because we missed that guy on Tuesday. And kudos to you for remembering Shebo, because the guy we've got up front does the fan as much work as Shebo done or Itton, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and he was his name, him, the Mark Haley's camp. Hey, he said, six games now, is that right? Or five and a half. Right. You can run all the front line, but if you've no got the ball and you're no in for his play, as Bill Shankly would have said, if you're no in for his play, you should have been in the park. 
Yeah, but you can guarantee yourself, Carol, that if Bill Shankly had Cholak up front, he would make sure that his midfielders and wide players fed him the ball. That's right. That's the other thing I was going to say. From last, I think it's eight months now, I've been hearing the Nibbury podcast. When Gio gets his men, when Gio gets his philosophy across, and he gets his Dutch players, he's not got a philosophy. It's Stephen Gerrard 2.0. That's my opinion. I mean, I'm, I was disgusted on Tuesday, you know. I think I think 99.999% of the Rangers fans, Mark, were disgusted on Tuesday. Um, would you make a, a, a card? I'm going to disagree with you a wee bit. Um, I think that the big boy, Sholak, has not got the service. And I understand what you're saying. <clears throat> but I'll, I'll, I'll make a point. How many times in the last four games has any of our players got to the byline? Not very many. Yeah. So once once we got to the byline and he scored a goal. Yeah. So no, maybe twice, three times. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that the, the, I'm talking about the service. So the service teams know what, what it should be. And if if me as a Rangers fan watching watching the game, all right, I'm wanting the team to do well and we never played well, but the service has not been great. The the you get a ball whipped in a, a ball whipped in um against um uh, uh Livingston. It was a good ball. It was the first decent ball of the game that got whipped in. And he, the, the finish was outstanding. That was one chance, one decent ball in, one decent chance, and bump he put it away and he put it away with a plum. So the second I mean, time he's he said, me it wasn't the offside. That's a that's another pod. Did he, did he get the goal? No, but what I'm saying to you is, right, the boys the boys just, just came to the club, right? So you don't know his circumstances. Uh, you don't know if he's no family here. Does they know anybody here, right? Does they know the squad? Does they know how any of the players that he's playing with play? So his runs, his runs that he makes will eventually get picked up by the players that he's playing with. So he will, he will, uh, he will not. Uh, but what I'm saying is, it's a different. It's different than, in training than it is on a on a on a pitch, on a, on a on a side pitch. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, they should be yeah, but, that sort of doing in training. If you've got to play with a guy, you've got to know what he's doing. So no, I understand that. Him, let him stand like a lamppost. But but you can't you can't you can't get the boy. The, the boy's not going to hit the ground running after after uh, two games. I mean, you, you need to give the boy a chance. As oh, I say, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, oh. Anyway. I think he's gone. I think he's gone. No, but look, Elaine, people make their minds up about players all the time. Um, you're on mute, by the way, just just so you know. People make their minds up about, about players all the time. I, my whole point is, listen, Cholak might turn out to be not good for Rangers. You know, people, people may be right. I just don't think that we can judge them so quickly. No. I, and do you know, was he the worst guy in the park on Tuesday night? See if he was the... Hey, well, I'm going to give... Sorry, Carol's just phoned back in, so his phone went dead, so I'm going to let him come straight back on. Carol, how you doing? I'm fine, my phone. My phone sort of died on me there. I, know, I totally agree with you, Mark. But we can't keep making... He's, he's away for him. He's away for this. He's away for that. I used to work away for him. 
I don't want he's in my head. He can't have all that. that. He's playing football. He's getting money. Just, he's, he, he, you can't make excuses. You're thinking of what's in his head. You don't know what's in his head. No, I but, don't know what's in his head. No, but, but the manager's there to tell the players to do a job. And if he's not doing that, I mean, come on. Carol, what I would say he is, he's played two competitive games for Rangers, right? The first competitive right. game he played against Livingston, he got one chance, and he scored that, and the linesman was rang. It was a perfectly good goal. The second, I know that. The, the second competitive... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The second competitive game he played for Rangers, every single player was shocking. So for an ex-pro to come out and say he's a complete waste of time, for me, personally, oh. just my opinion, is bang out of order. I think he's bang out of order, but he's not showing much. He really is, not Martin. He's not showing much. I, 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 and I'm I, I this, oh, he's not like Alfredo. But that's a different thing. We've got to be able to change your team. No, listen, I, I get it. And I think also the issue that he's had is that, unfortunately for him, he's been the only fit striker we've had at the start of the season. Aye. Is there any word on Ryan Jack talking about eggshells? Ryan Jack? Aye, you I know can't... how he, he gets stood on. Aye, I, I've not. Mark, have you heard anything about Ryan Jack, Lane? No. How, how does that sit with you, Carol, Ryan Jack in general? You know, when he plays, hey, he's a great player. But he, he, I tell you, Toby, the new, actually. It's just, he, he just seems to be injured all the time. That's what I say, he's just an eggshell, the man. Hmm. I like Ryan Jack, you know, I think he's a great player, but we can't, we can't afford any more injury-prone people, Martin. No, no, we can't. That, and that's that's the, the big, big worry for me. Carol, mate, I love it when you phone, because it's honesty and I, and I like a wee ding-dong battle, it's great. So they are, but hey, enjoy yourselves. I'm taking 3 nothing at the weekend. 3 nothing. Ryan first, first can't put another flat cross in our field to make it a good one. Right, so Arfield's your first goal scorer. Carl, is that right? Is that what I'm hearing? Aye. Right, do, you know my, do you know who my first goal scorer is? That means you're not scoring to the 75th minute then. That's a disaster. Good night. Carl, before you go, before you go, do you know who my first goal scorer is? It's away. It's away. It's away. I'm going to say Cholak. There you go. Cholak. Sorry, Elaine. Um, I'll let you come back in on your point about Cholak. No, do you know, I just, I think we've, we've said, we've said all there really is to say on him. We need to give him time. He, he's a totally different player to Morelis. It's not a like-for-like like comparison. He's not going to lead the line in the same way. Um, mm. Was he the worst person um, on the pitch on Tuesday night? I wouldn't say so. If he was, you know, if it was a case of the whole team were great and he got service and he, you know, if he missed guilt edge chances, Absolutely. But we're early. The other thing is, is that we need to adapt. That was the one thing that I was really surprised about. Gio has managed previously in games where we've not done that well to change it. And it didn't change. And we were all screaming for subs. Like, surely, and I know he did make his subs and we eventually got there. But the subs themselves, they didn't really change it. I thought, I thought we'd come out firing in the second half. I thought you would be a bit of hairdryer treatment. Uh, at half time, really get get them fired up, change the you know change the shape, and it was just more of the same as if we kind of, uh, you know, dare I say it, as if the players kind of had the same attitude of they thought you know 
we'll get there. We'll get the result. And it's not a disaster if we go back, you know, with a draw or whatever. And and there just there was no urgency for me. I I really don't think that we can pin it all on on Jolak. So. Um, we'll, see, we'll see. We might have this conversation, you know. See if we're split sitting in September or in October, and we're at the same place where we're thinking, right? Okay, actually, right, he's not, you know, he's he's not got off the mark in the league, and then, then absolutely we can sit and have this conversation. But you know, a striker is only going to score so many if they don't get um, service. So I, I, I really don't think that we can be totally right in the most just yet. And again, as I'm about to come back to Mark, we have another caller. Andy, how are you? Oh, well, thanks, how is everyone? Not bad, buddy, not bad. What would you like to say? Um, I wanted to move away from, from Antonio, but I, I just I find it absolutely crazy that there's so many people getting on top of him. Yep. You know, he's, he's played three games. You have to remember, he's, he's scored in one. He's had a perfectly legitimate goal ruled out against Livingston. It boggles the mind to see the negativity around them. I don't know if you saw the same thing that I did, but there was um, a statistic or a, a, a heat map of all the balls that went into the box and all the balls that were played in and around Cholak against uh, Union on Tuesday night. And the lack of service he's getting just now is frightening. It's I think we've, we've seen how good he can be in the air with that goal that was disallowed against Livingston. And like like Buff or, or like Kamar, feed him, feed him and he'll score. Um, that wasn't actually on the tonight. I wanted to move away from Antonio because I just think it's crazy. But I want to get everyone's opinion on the left back situation. Borna, again for me on Tuesday, looks like a passenger. He 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 looks nowhere near ready for for starting at left back. And I think you know is, is it time that we kind of put him to the side and, and give Yilmaz his chance from the start tomorrow? Mark, for me, Yilmaz starts. I'm sorry. I, I like Borna. Do you know what? I, he's a, I think when he plays, he, he can be a smashing player. Um, we've all seen him do it. He's crossing when he's on it. His, his crossing is amazing. Second to none. Um, but uh, we're, we're flogging him to death. I think we just need to give him a rest, take him a rest, take him to the squad, give him a rest. I think the young boy Yilmaz, it looks apart from what I've seen him. Um, he looks as if he's a really good player. He looks as if he's um, he's quick. He looks as if he's uh, quite a skillful player as well. And he looks as if he's a decent crosser of the ball, for what I've seen. And he looks as if he, he's no shy of getting stuck in. So, for me, I think that um, the boy Yilmaz is going to start. And I think he's as long as he hits the ground running. Or, or even, I mean, he doesn't even need that. He just needs to be better than Borna uh, as it stands at the minute. So, but. For me, if it hits the ground running, um, this boy has got the potential to go on and, and be a be a great player for us. I think I think we're not spending that kind of money on somebody that's that's not been properly looked at. So I think he's going to be a smashing player for us, and he's definitely he's a he's a shoe in for uh, tomorrow. Can I just say, um, you know, there's there's loads and loads and loads of good Rangers content. There are loads of brilliant Rangers podcasts. Um, but when Rangers decide to go live at the same time as you, it's it's rather frustrating. You know, Rangers, how could you know I've just held off? You know what I mean? But no, no, Rangers will go live and the rabble's on. That's exactly what we'll do. Um, Elaine, you've already kind of had your say on the Borna um, Yelma's situation, but I shall let you say it again. Have you come off mute? 
I'm just uh, I'm just trying to make sure that Molly's not having too much of a say. Uh, yeah, just exactly kind of what I said before. I do think that uh, Borna's just he's, he's had his chances uh, as much as you know, as much as we're all harping on about don't judge a player too quickly. There is also you know he's, he's kind of he's used up his goodwill. I would say so. Yilmaz, we've spent the money. It's a wee bit like Davies as well, the centre half. I know that we had Suter coming in, and you know, and that's great. And and I also think that we need to give him time too. But we're not spending that sort of money to have them sitting on the bench realistically. And I think it wouldn't surprise me if we established the back four with Tavon Goldson, with Davies and Yilmaz um, as as the four kind of solid back four. Obviously, we'll tinker with it. Bear in mind we are going to have a lot of games coming up. Um, you know, we are no matter whether we don't get through, you know, no matter what happens on Tuesday night, we are at least guaranteed um, European football through the group stages of the Europa League. So certainly um, we'll rotate. But I, I, I think Yilmaz and Davies are going to be the two mainstays um, in that team. Um, just very quickly, Curry, no, I will not explain um, what it is because we will lose the last 180 people that are watching right now. Um, so no, I will I'm not. I'm trying to find out as well. So See, we're even losing one of our panel. Um, Andy, <laughs> Andy, you asked us your opinions. A, do you agree? And B, what's your opinion? I think uh, I saw someone in the chat earlier on saying that I couldn't agree more. Is that Borna looks absolutely lost when Kent isn't ahead of him? He, he almost he looks like a, a small child that lost his parents in the supermarket. He just doesn't know where to turn, where to go, and he, he tends to panic. And it's not just going forward, but tracking back as well. He's made too many mistakes defensively. Now that I think he needs a spell where he gets put to the side and and Yomaz comes in and shows what he can do and, and hopefully in turn that improves Borna because he won't want to be sitting warm at a bench. No one does. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as Mark said, a one hundred percent. We can't go out and spend the type of money that we're spending on players like Yomaz and not start them. Um, that's absolutely spot on. My other point was quickly before the uh, the missus gets home um, <laughs> was centre back situation. Again, you know, we've heard about Suter's fitness issues. I appreciate he's had a family bereavement and he might not be available for tomorrow and you know, we wish him all the best with that. But it's, it's at times like Tuesday night when we had to suffer through James Sands at the back. Um, you know, you think we had a, a stable replacement in, in Leon Balogun, who is still available, you know, an ongoing international footballer, knows the club inside and out, knows he can do a job, and yet he's been cast aside. It, it, it just baffles me to, to why we haven't retained him. Mark, baffling why we haven't retained Balligan. Um, they brought in Davis, obviously wasn't fit enough. Yeah. Suter, listen, anybody who loses a family member, it's yeah. it's really, really tricky. We've got Leon King there as well. Um, what, what's your thoughts? I, I like Balligan, but I think that I think that we've got enough to cover. I think for me, Not Leon King Leon King would would if if we were struggling rather than Sands, but it's a strange one as well because we are, I say it all the time, we are fickle as fans. So he, he played he played decent, Sands played decent one game and all of a sudden he must start and, and he's no the greatest of games and all of a sudden can he play him at centre half. Um, for me, as I said, I think that, that they've uh, they've got faith in Liam, Liam King and I think that he, for me, is, is where the cover's going to come from. They say, remember, you're, you've got Hollander. You've, even Big Cattage is still there as well. So, I mean, there's plenty of cover. We don't need Balligan to come in 
um, and have we've got three million centre halves. Um, so I think we've got, we've got plenty to cover. Rather, we've um, you know, I fit Balogun ahead of Hollander. Hollander's made a glass. Yeah. But, but tell me this: Can I? Sorry, can I just jump in? Can I ask you a question then? So if Balogun's hundred percent fat and Hollander's hundred percent fat, who plays? Who do you play? I, I, I have to be very honest. I still think I'd go with Leon. I think we, we've, we've seen him. I think he's a lot quicker on the turn than Hollander was. Hollander looks slow. He, he, he got turned inside out a few times. I, I can't remember who, who by, but it was one of the old firm games. He was just left behind. I don't, um, I don't I, think, I, Andy, I, I that Hollander is as slow as what you think he is, by the way. Anybody can get turned. He's not the fastest, don't get me wrong. But he reads the game really well. I think actually we forget because he is so injury prone, and maybe that's a bigger issue than how good of a player he is. But I, I genuinely think we forget that he's actually a really, really, really good centre back. It's, it's it's more the waiting for him to become fit though. How how much longer do we give him um, to prove his fitness and and to become an established member of the squad? And I bet he's not on a small wage either. I mean, he came for a lot of money from, mm-hmm. from Italy, mm-hmm. um, you know, two three seasons ago. I think I saw a statistic saying he's he's played X amount of games over three seasons, and in the same time, you know, we had players last season who played more games than him who, when he's been here for three years, and that that's that's not sustainable for a club like Rangers. We can't have players, we can't have passengers, unfortunately. Well, yeah, just to your point, you know, it's a wee bit like saying Ruth's a great striker. Ruth's conversion rate for the games he plays is brilliant. But there's no point in having a brilliant centre-half, a brilliant striker, if they're not fit. You know, we kind of, we all went over it last year with Jack saying, oh, he's done, he's done his injuries. Then he came back into the team. He was really good. And it feels as if we're now kind of swinging back to that, saying, but if you can only maintain a couple of months... Realistically, for the for the money that they're on, we need consistency. We need players who are going to be fit. And um, for what it's worth, um, I'd have kept Balogun. Um, I I just I think that he was reliable. He was a bit of a squad player, absolutely, but reliable. I think you. Know, I I don't know what he was on wage buys, but I presume it would have been a fairly cheap, um, a, a fairly cheap to retain him and. Um, you know, we, we used him. We used him at right back last year against Celtic in the first old firm of the season. Um, so, you know, and, and he was outstanding. I think I'm not sure if he was man of the match, uh, but I remember looking at that team at the time. Um, and when the team sheet came out, I was like, it's a disaster. Balogun at right back, and actually, I thought he was. You know, he, he played a blinder. So for me, I think we've got other. I, I appreciate we, we do have cover, but are they going to chuck Leon King? into a Champions League qualifier. I don't think so. I think they're more likely to put, as you say, Sands back, potentially even Lundstrom covering. And I just think we had a ready-made replacement, especially when we knew Hollander was injury-prone, when we knew it was going to take time um, for, for new guys to settle. Um, and obviously, Katic has been told that he can go. So you, you take him out the equation if, if we can get someone to take him. So... Um, we'll wait and see, but no, I, I would have kept Balogun. I also, just as a personal thing, and I know that it's you know it's not about that, I just really liked him. I thought he got it. And I know that it doesn't, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to more than that. But his message when he left, 
he was just someone that got the club. And I think the more of the people that you can have like that around, the better. So, yeah, I'd have kept him. I think he's a great example of one of these boys who, who without a doubt, caught the Rangers bug. Um, I can't remember which game it was after he gave the interview. And, you know, he pointed to the crest and he said, you've really seen what this is all about tonight. Um, I, I think he, he was one that, that absolutely loved being at the club. And I, I was certainly disappointed to see him go. But, you know, as, as Mark and, and Elaine say, we do have cover there. We do have numbers at the back. But I just don't think it would have hurt us to, to have someone to rely on. Like Leon, was, he was dependable. I, I, I certainly liked him. Good at corners as well. I've seen him score a couple from set pieces and that's something again so far this season it looks like we're going to be lacking Well if, it, if it's any crumb of comfort Andy you're starting to kind of change my mind a little and that's not very easy to do so fair play to you um, <laughs> Thank you very much Thanks very much for the phone call Andy and as ever don't be a stranger Absolutely not Thank you for having me on again Cheers buddy Speak to you soon Take care Bye guys Bye Elaine made a point there Mark and do you know it's, it's not even crossed my mind um, would we throw Leon King into a European qualifier? And I suppose I would imagine that the answer to that question is only if it was, you know, the last option that we had. So why is he part of the first team squad? Well, I think that he probably is a part of the squad for that eventuality. I think that that's that's the whole point. He's he's in the squad to gain that kind of. How the squad works, what's what's expected of the squad, um, how the squad plays, training with them, um, and and looking to to kind of get more game time. But for me, for what I've seen of the boy, um, I think I think he's a smashing player. I really do, and I would not have any qualms putting him in as a as a centre half in a Champions League game. I really wouldn't, and and that's saying something because. I just, I just think, and the reason I say that is his composure. See the composure the boy's got. So for me, that tells you that there's a there's an old head um, on a young shoulders, because it just looks so composed, and it doesn't look as if anything ruffles him. So for me, I think that more than anything would would let me go. Well, if if we really need to, I th- I have no qualms with him. And as like you said, he's part of the first team. He's part of the squad. So as obviously, Gio must must think highly of him. Or they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be training week in, week out. And let's face it, he started them. He started a game last season as well. It's in a half. So, can I just quickly, very quickly say, Jim and Kirk, you just tried to phone in. Jim, if you hold on five minutes, because we have Ian who was waiting on the line, and then after Ian's finished, Jim, if you phone back in, we'll get you back on. Ian, how are you doing? Hi, Martin. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Um, I've just been listening, you know, over the last uh, 10 days or so since the Livingston game about how bad the players have been and not being up to stand-up and everything. But nobody's mentioned Gio's tactics. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought Gio's tactics in the last two games have been horrendous. You know what, that was, we, we were absolute mints against Livingston. And he didn't make a change at half-time. It was 66 minutes before Gio made a substitution in that game. Criminal. That was absolutely criminal. Well, I'll put that point straight to Elaine. Elaine, how much flack does Gio need to take for... I've only seen the first half against Livingston. I'm not going to lie because I had to go and cover the B team. Um, but obviously for Tuesday night, 
Um, how much flack does Gio need to take for his tactics and his overall organisation? Yeah, do you know, I, I think that the blame has to, especially for Tuesday night, has to be at his door as well. Because if you see something is so obviously not working, you have to change it. And we've got options to change it. And and we didn't. And the thing is, is that there's having trust in your team and then there's also um, just leaving it too late. And you know, it kind of smacked of that we were going to end up waiting until it was 2-0 before we made a change. And we were lucky, you know, did we make a change before? I think we did make a change before, so um, so we did. But, yeah, I just I, th- I thought it would change it. It was one thing that last year I thought that it was good at. Um, I thought that, especially in Europe, that we did we set up well um, and we did change it. And I just thought it was totally wrong. I thought it was, the, it was the wrong team. It was too defensive. It was too safe. And it, do, do you know what? I think we just got found out. So I was... Uh, the players obviously have to shoulder some of it, but Gio's there to change it. Gio's there to pick the team, and I, yeah, I think he got it badly wrong. And it's what it's one thing I remember last year. I was sitting thinking, right, Gio, you got five subs, got five subs for the whole game, not for the whole season. You know, we can we can start. You know, we don't have to wait until seventy minutes. Remember Walter used to do that, and you know Gerard was bad for it initially as well, not changing it. Uh, and it was it, it it surprised me. So I just Gerard was one for saying you know he trusted his team, and that's fine. But actually, see when our backs are uh, when we're playing against it, I think we're a really easy team to play against, especially if a if a club nick a goal. I think we're really easy to set up against because we you know we do this passing round the back. We do especially you know, Goldson to whoever the other centre-half is, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. We can do that all day. Um, we need we need, we needed a spark. We needed something to change it. Uh, and, you know, we just we didn't get it. So hopefully it's not, you know, something that's going to play out for the, the remainder of the season. Well, I was going, I mean, to, I was going to ask even, Ian, does even, that worry even you? Even on Tuesday night against, uh, against the Belgians, I mean, we were playing five at the back. Nothing like playing five at the back and two in midfield. I mean, there was so much space in the midfield. And after after 12 minutes, we get, we get found out. They just started to press and, and And they couldn't cope because they, could, they couldn't change the tactics. No, Barisic is, Barisic is, a, 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 is out on the left there. And he'll get the ball at the 18-yard line. He'll run to the halfway line and stop and turn back because he, he hasn't an option to pass it. Because there's nobody there, because we've only got two in the midfield. You know, and then, you know, you'll get Kamara coming back to get the ball, and he's got the ball looking for a pass. He sees Barisic, and he won't pass the ball to Barisic because he knows he's a nightmare. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's one way you put it. Actual setup and, 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 and Gio's lack of uh, action and <laughs> she more worrying than, than the product that we're getting out of the players. Yeah, they're going out. They're going out in the park and playing and playing to to his game plan. If you're playing five, how, how can you possibly play five at the back against a team that's that's been out of Europe for fifty years and I'm, I, and has a manager that's only been in the job for three games and they totally outplayed us and outplayed us? That's not that's tactically, tactically and managerial. That's not acceptable, in my opinion. What? I, I agree. With, I, I agree with you. I think that he's definitely got it wrong. I think uh, we we done a kind of a kind of post mortem 
uh, me and Kerr the other night, and that was kind of one of my questions. What what was what what went wrong basically? And it was was it tactics? Was it was it um, too many too many changes to a team before a big game? Um, I agree with you. I think you get his tactics really really wrong. I think that um, I think personnel wise as well. I think that he kind of a kind of a played far too many new boys as well that that kind of probably only only up to up to not up to speed as such but i think what i'm trying to say is that the um too many players hadn't played together and and for a, for such a big game to fling young boys in that of this first first uh, competitive game so i think you got it wrong I think that for that game especially, it should have went tried and tested. Maybe maybe played Scott Wright, maybe played um, Arfield. Um, that's right, that's right. I, thought you yeah, I think that he's trying. He's obviously trying to play his players and it's his team. And but he definitely got it wrong. Hundred percent got it wrong. And and hopefully the uh, it's part of the learning process and he learns from what he's done. So as I said, I don't understand why all of a sudden in a Champions League. Uh, qualifier, we go to three at the back, but we go to three at the back, no, with three centre halves. We go to three at the back with one centre half and two centre mids. Yeah, Is that exactly. madness? And the, but, and the two, two centre mids weren't playing centre mid. Yeah, yeah, so I, I agree with you 100%. As I said, can I just stop you all just really quickly and, and put this point to you, Ian? Yeah, it's been a shaky start. We didn't play well. Gio got his tactics wrong. But this is still a manager who got us to a European final. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so no. he clearly knows what he's doing. It's Maybe he's just tried something different for Europe and it's not worked. So the question I've got for you, Ian, is are you worried going forward? Um, I'm not. I'm not I'll, be more, I'll, I'll, reserve, I'll reserve the answer to that until Tuesday night, Martin, because... He, he, he seriously needs to have, have a rethink about his tactics. You know, I mean, look, on Saturday, if he plays three at the back on Saturday, that's, that's going to be another nightmare. We should be going with two at the back against Coleman because he wouldn't be offering anything up front. We need to go two at the back against against teams like that. They're not, they're, they're not they're going to come at us. They're going to sit deep with two banks of four like they always do. Mm. So if they play two at the back, Sorry. you know, have a, have a decent midfield in there and give Cholak some service. I mean, everybody's running Cholak down. It's like Martin said, he's getting no service. Yeah. yeah he's and Mark no as well. I mean, all the, all the, you can't expect the guy to perform if he's not getting the service to do it. No, no, you cannot. Ian. Martin, um, one of the points I was just going to say, because I saw CJM posted saying, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of teams play out the back um, and just to kind of say that, and on that point about Tuesday, a lot of you know a lot of teams do. It's just actually sometimes we struggle to play it out the back. We get caught. We get caught in the back, and it just doesn't look as if we've got any ideas going forward. And I think that that was one of the problems on Tuesday night was you can have as much possession as you want. You know, teams will give us as much possession if we're not going to do anything with it, and we've got no no creativity or no midfield. To kind of go go forward and and try something, then we're we're really going to struggle. So, um, you know, I I, I kind of totally totally agree with the caller. Um, hopefully it's not going to be the same tomorrow, and hopefully we do see just a different setup 
So surely, you know, there's one thing playing away from home in Europe. There's a whole other thing playing, you know, a, a league game at Ibrox. Um, certainly, certainly, uh, I think we'll see totally different tactics and probably a bit of a changed team tomorrow as well. Ian, thank you so so much for phoning in. Um, and by the way, thank, thank you for being a thanks for being a channel member and supporting the rabble as well. I should say that. So thank you very much. No problem, Martin. Great to talk to you. Thanks, Martin. Take my call. Cheers, Martin, see you guys. Cheers, Martin, Ian. All best. Cheers. Bye. Um, there was about four or five people who tried to phone in there. So if you phone in now, I will bring you straight in. If somebody's talking, I will interrupt them and I will bring you in. And somebody's took me up on that offer already. Uh, hello and welcome to the Rabble. Good evening. Hello. How are you? Hello, Martin. All good? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Who's that? Mine's Brian. Brian, how you doing? How are you? Fantastic. I've just got a, a quick couple of things to say. I think that the other night, I think that Gio got it wrong. I think that people are out there giving him stick that he doesn't deserve. Uh, he's got one thing wrong. Uh, he's tried something that didn't work. I think we need to move on. The other thing I've got to say is that if he played like in the Champions League, it would probably become embarrassing. We are, in my opinion, we're Europa League level. And I think we would do better in the Europa League than we would in the Champions League. Because I understand that Champions League is money, mm-hmm. but Europa League, I think we would go further. You've got that caveat, though, that if you finish third in your Champions League group, you go straight into the Europa League as well. Do you not think we're good enough to finish third in a group in the Champions League? After the other night, from what I watched, no, but... I think we, have, we do have the team. I thought that Ryan Jack looked very lethargic. I think he looked... I thought he looked injured, to be honest with you, with same Matondo. Uh, and I thought we missed that spark the other night with somebody like Aribo or Bassey to, to physically run at a team. I was very surprised that Wright didn't come on at half-time, to be honest with you. And who would have ever thought there would have been Rangers fans calling for Scott Wright to come on? Is, is that the position that we've got ourselves into now, Mark? I don't. I think we're. I think we're kind of. We're getting a wee are, bit carried are we over, away. Are we overplaying one kind of really bad. Yes, result? I think so. For me personally, I think that we are going to have bad results throughout this season. It's it's, it's a given. Um, we are not going to win every single game and play brilliant in every single game. I think we we're all frustrated. We've been so good in Europe over the last three year, four year that. We were expecting we were expecting big things on Tuesday night. We knew players, everybody excited, crest of a wave, we looked good. Um we weren't expecting big things. Look, it's happened, it's done. Um we need to sort it on Tuesday. We need to move on. I think that Gio we all, we all agree. I, I think everybody agrees that Gio got his tactics wrong. Gio needs to he needs to learn from that. I think he needs to. I think he's probably he's probably learned a lot about some of the players as well in a Tuesday, and I think also on the other hand, I think some of the players have learned a lot as well because I think that some of the newer players have must be like that. Next day, wow, what's going on? We're getting we're getting slaughtered. So and that's just something that the other boys in the team are just going to go out. Look, suck it up because that's how it is. He's better get your finger out really really quickly. I say, and and this is a massive game. We know a draw is a is a nightmare. A, a, a defeat's a catastrophe. 
So the sooner that these new boys start getting that and, and start getting their socks up, then the better. As I said, it's done. Let's move on. We, uh, we're not going to be great every single game of the season. Let's put it down as a bad game. Bad night in the office. Bad tactics. We will not be as bad as that tomorrow or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'll put money in it. Can I just can I just ask and and Brian, I'll take this to you. Are yep. we maybe as supporters? Are we maybe doing a disjustice? Is that even a word? An injustice? Not disjustice. Injustice to Union? Are they maybe not perhaps a better team than what we're giving them credit for? In my opinion, I honestly thought about who would be playing, and then I looked at their their stats from last year. Uh, I never knew they were actually top of the league at any point at all. I yeah. knew they finished second. Uh, and I looked at them this year. I think they're an absolutely great team. I really do. And I think that people, not just us, I think everybody probably across Europe is totally underestimated them. Mm-hmm. I honestly do. I think they're great. I think that young boy from Brighton, I don't know his name, he's absolutely fantastic. Uh, but again, we've totally underestimated them. We really have. Because we've not heard of them, Totally underestimating that game, 100%. So, do you think? Do you think... Sorry, that... No, see, see the fact that they were second. I think they were second because of the way that the Belgian league is, and it's mental because they were actually, actually top, yeah. and then they do a mad split. And um, I know that we do a split as well, but I think I think theirs is a wee bit more bizarre, and they were they probably unlucky. Know. It almost goes to a playoff, doesn't it? I think they were six points clear when that happened. And then they go to a playoff for who actually wins the league or whatever. So, um, you know, realistically, over the course of the season, they were probably the best team in Belgium. Uh, I'm quite unlucky not to win the league. So, I think you know, it's something that we do a lot, and we've played with the big boys that. Um, to an extent, you know, with the, with some of the results last year, yes, it wasn't exact, you know, it wasn't Barcelona or whatever, but we, we played some really, really good teams and we had some brilliant, brilliant results. But that's probably meant that we are slightly complacent, and also teams that we haven't necessarily heard as much about, who don't have the big superstar names, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like Jude Bellingham, whatever. And we thought, you know, you know, Jude Bellingham's come to Ibrox and we've kept him quiet. So who are these? Unfortunately, that's like if you want to play in the Champions League, no one, no one's getting a shot at that if they're mugs. And I think there definitely was a one team that they got there because of us. But yeah, well, yes, but that's all our own doing, isn't it? <laughs> so you know, no. And the thing is, if we if we want to play uh, in in the Champions League, I, I think you know, I think Paul is totally right. Europa League is realistically our level. Um, I yeah, think financially, financially, it's our level. I, I don't like this expression. If you if you make it to the Champions League, then the Champions League is your level, right? Regardless of where you come from to get there, financially, the Europa League is a financially. The, if the, we make if we make the Champions League, which would be brilliant, don't get me wrong, absolutely. Um, there's no one who wants to be there in Ibrox and hear that music more than me. I would absolutely love it. Um, I would love to think that if we got there and we have the money, we are going to invest some of it because at the moment, honestly, that team, and this isn't a knee-jerk reaction from Tuesday, this is just, I, I would say the same even last season and the season before. We get to the Champions League and play some of the really, really good boys, we get a high down. I don't I'm, know. Imagine we, I imagine don't we know. played like that against a team like Chelsea or Man City or Real Madrid, we would get embarrassed. 
I don't. I honestly, could, I could not disagree more. There's ways and, and means to set up your team against teams who are much much better than you. I, I I don't I don't subscribe to this notion that we would we would we don't play like the way our neighbours across the road play. We don't we don't open up and go and try and attack teams and then get thumped five six seven nil off the big teams. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, if we play a Chelsea, a Real Madrid, a Barcelona, of course they beat us, right? Of course they do. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to go into the Champions League and get absolutely slaughtered. Would would you be upset? Obviously, if we get beaten Tuesday, or we don't go through, it's mm-hmm. quite upsetting. I 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. But would we all be upset if we did go into the Europa League group stage and that's where we were? I I wouldn't be so upset with that. Money-wise, yes. but Financially, financially, yes, because that's that's the gulf and that's the problem. Um, and it's not just the the one-off. It, it is um, with, with the amount that they would have. definitely, yeah. Yeah. Can, I, can, um, I, can I give an opinion? And I don't usually give opinions. No. I'm on my I'm on a, a beer and a half. So I'm feeling you don't, that, you don't I'm, feeling, I'm feeling confident. I've had a, horse. That's what he's on. I've had a can and a half of Heineken, so I'm feeling confident. Yes, I would be absolutely gutted. And you know the reason that I would be most gutted, and I'll be one hundred percent brutally honest. We have been fantastic in Europe for the last four years. We have brought Scotland's coefficient. To where, it, to, to where it is now, right? We are the only reason for that. Considering that we've been in two European finals since they won a knockout game and more, right? We have brought Scotland's coefficient up so high and then we fluff the league and they get into the Champions League. I will be absolutely gutted if we do not get into the Champions League this year. 100% gutted for that reason. I'll give you my opinion. I would be the exact same as you. Hmm. I don't care about the money. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in what we're level is or who we're level is or anything about it. I want to hear that Champions League music. I want to be back in that Champions League. I couldn't care less if I need to, I need to go and murder somebody's granny. I want us in there. Simple <laughs> as that. I'm no care. That is where, that is where I want to be. Yeah, and, and, and that, to me, is, I, I don't care. That's where we need to be. That's where I want to be. And I want to hear that music at Ibrox. Simple. End of story. Brian, mate, thank you, thank you no, so much for coming in. Fantastic, thanks for taking my call. You have a great night, guys, and I'll see you all on Tuesday. Yes, well, uh, yes, you, yes, you will actually. Thank you, Brian. Have a good night. Cheers. All the best. Do you know what we haven't spoke about yet? The game tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're an hour and ten minutes, and we haven't spoken about the game tomorrow. But if you want, you can phone in on zero one four one six two eight seven two three seven and. You know, Jim Fikirki is doing it. Jim, you've tried to phone in four or five times. My apologies. You just kept getting beat to the punch. But how are you? I'm fine, mate. I'm going to be honest. I'm trying to get through to doctors now. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's successful. Oh, thank you very much. How are you doing, buddy? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I've been listening to the show all night, obviously. And I think the biggest word in football is if. Mm-hmm. You know, if we do this, if we do that. Well, but we're not a bad team overnight, right? We're not, definitely not a bad team overnight. But he go wrong. I think Mark's totally right. Gio made a mistake. Got his tactics wrong. Rangers should not be playing with three holding midfield players. Right? We shouldn't be doing that. And I totally agree with you saying about the Champions League. 
Bir Glasgow Rangers, we are a Champions League club. Don't care what anybody says. We, yep. If you get the Europa League final, you're good enough to play. If we won that, we're straight in. Mm-hmm. And we should have won the Europa League. We're straight in. That's, that's that conversation finished. But anyway, my biggest worry, moan, whatever you want to call it, and I've said it two or three times in the show, we badly need a goalkeeper. Badly need a goalkeeper. I think Elaine was kind of hinting at it when the earlier caller was talking about the first goal. I don't think John McLaughlin is Rangers class, never mind Champions League class. I've got nothing against the guy. I think Alan McGregor is either playing, he's not a bench warmer, he either plays or we get another goalkeeper. Right, now I'm like one and three quarters now into a can of Heineken, right? So I'm going to give another opinion before I take it to Elaine. My own opinion, just my own personal opinion, I think McLaughlin's good enough. I think McLaughlin's a cracking goalkeeper. That's just my own personal opinion. Uh, On your second point about McGregor, I thought it was strange giving him a year's contract because I always thought McLaughlin was going to be in goals this year. So giving McGregor another year's contract for me was strange considering you've got young McCrory there as well who I think is good enough. But Elena, I will take that point to you. Um, I, I think it's probably a difficult one because... I actually wish they asked Gio before the game, who you know, is McLaughlin your number one? And he he wouldn't answer. And may, maybe that's a conversation, a private conversation, and that the goalies know where they stand. But until we know, or until we're a couple of more games into the season, and McLaughlin's played every single one of them, then things will become you know clearer. But at the moment, because we don't know who our absolute nailed on number one is. You're going to have this anytime any one of them makes a mistake. You've got that now. You've got we're, we're two competitive games in. You've got the Livy goal where people are going right. Well, McGregor doesn't come off his line, so he wouldn't have been chipped from there. You then have, and that was a bit tongue in cheek, but then you also have the first goal, and McLaughlin did make a couple of good saves. Uh, certainly, when we were two 0 up. Uh, we were lucky that it didn't go to three or four. Uh, you know, the result didn't flatter PSG at all. The, the the reality is it could have been a lot worse. I thought he was suspect for the first goal. I thought that he, sh- he should be saving that. I know it's close proximity. Um, I, I thought he should be saving that. And for me, he, he, maybe he's the same as the other players. Maybe he needs a run in the game. You know, a run in the team. The the players need to know who their number one is. To know how they work. McLaughlin obviously comes for a lot more balls, which will give the, the centre-halves a bit more confidence, etc. But for me, I don't think we've got either one nailed on as a number one. I, would, I wouldn't put McGregor back in. I know he's capable of some brilliant saves, but I think if you look to last year, how many times he was at fault, certainly how many soft goals we gave away, that, that isn't the answer to me. You either stick with McLaughlin, give him a run in the team and see how it is, or you look elsewhere. I, I don't think McCrory's got a got a chance this season, and that's not because I don't necessarily think he's good enough. But I think the way that you know, g- giving McGregor the contract to me rules out McCrory as an option. Can I can I just ask Jim right? And mm-hmm. and obviously, look, everybody's got different opinions. That's why we love football. If McLaughlin isn't good enough, and McGregor's maybe got on a bit in years. If we're looking to bring in a goalkeeper, right, who's got the, the shot-stopping ability and McGregor, who's as good a goalkeeper as McGregor, or a goalkeeper who's good enough for what we need, how much is that going to cost us? Well, I 
I would probably say it would probably cost, depending on the age they were experienced they were. I would, I would put that through that back down to Ross Wilson, Gio and his coaching staff. That's mm. their job, as I've said in the show before. And I think, you know, there's definitely better options out there for our club than John McLaughlin. Every time, even against Livingston, the same as good as he is. He's not bad to be feet, right? Every time, I think sometimes he, gets, he, nearly, he nearly gets caught on the ball and you're like, just, I'm going like, just get, just get it half, get that kind of ball in it. And it, I just think, maybe we've been wasting the goalkeepers. I do not yeah. think it's good enough to play. He's came for Sunderland, Hearts, and I've got nothing against him whatsoever. And Elaine's saying there, uh, made some good saves at the end, but I'm sorry, that's what he's paid for. Right? He's paid for that. That's his job. But see, if you actually look back in the game where we were horrendous, he doesn't make that mistake. The referee doesn't make a horrendous decision. The game finishes nothing each. Again, and that, that's, it's, that's, it's just, all that's the way and European maybe's. football is, you know? It's all ifs, buts and maybes, though, Jim. I, 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 I mean, I'll take it to you, Mark, because I know that you and Kerr spoke about it on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I will repeat myself. I think McLaughlin's good enough. So what I said about it on Wednesday was that because we've gave McGregor another year, we are going to have this conversation the whole season. Mm-hmm. We have created a rod for our own back here because see if McGregor doesn't play, oh sorry, does he play? Does he sign another year? Then he's my number one. So simple as that. So I think that probably it wasn't the best thing to do. Yeah, for me, it was if you're giving McGregor another year, he's number one. Simple. I don't think you should have brought McGregor back to be number two. I think we're number two. I think your young boy McCrory's is um, good, as good as as you you would want for any other number two. So I, I can't understand the thinking and the reasoning, the rationale behind giving him another year. So for me, we've made a rod for our own back. We're not having this conversation if McGregor never signed. Simple. And I can't under... The only way you're going to get this is to come out and go like that. He is definitely... Well, number one, that's it. We're sticking with him. He's one man. McGregor's only backup. And until Gio does that or somebody does that, then, as I said, it's a mute point because we are going to have this exact same conversation. The minute you put McGregor back in, if, if McLaughlin does the play well, you put McGregor back in. McGregor may have two good games, and as soon as McGregor makes a makes a um, an error, or cost us a goal. Exact same conversation. Why we're not playing McLaughlin? McLaughlin started the season as number one, so you can't win. It's a it's a it's an unwinnable situation. That unless you take one of the two out of the equation, then we're going to be just kicking this ball about forever. So that's, that's my point, Mark. Is we need we need another goalkeeper. We need another goalkeeper because even the worst scenario we get, just say for Tom's sake, John McLaughlin gets injured. Hopefully not. So then yeah. you've got Alan McGregor sitting on the bench for, say, someone. How much fit is a 41 year old going to be between the sticks? And no new luck will probably be one of the biggest games of the season. I think you know what I'm talking about. Because that's yeah. the way it seems to be. That's what you've got to think about. When we need a goalkeeper, I think we need to sign a goalkeeper who is now the. the the Rangers' number one goalkeeper for the next three or four seasons. That's the way I look at it. An age, 25-year-old, whatever it might be. And that's up to Gio, Ross Wilson, that, to go to perhaps Holland and go and get him. Yeah. We, we do have Robbie McCrory there, Jim, right? Now, Robbie came in and played two games for the first team. And, and? I, 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 I 
he did not put a foot wrong. I thought he, he did. He looked quality. I no, I like Robbie McCrory. I like him as well, but I don't think he has the answer again. And maybe I sound. I just think that the, the way we are, we need we need that that goalkeeper that does win you points in their own. And I don't see it at Ibrox at this moment in time. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not yeah, criticising yeah. the goalkeepers, but I think we need that goalkeeper that can win games in his own. That's problem, problem is they're expensive. I don't know. Who. I don't know who. That, that, that is the issue. They're expensive. Jim, thank you so, so much for phoning oh, in. Don't worry, I'll, I'll phone you about half three next week, see if I can get through for seven. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, you take care of yourselves. Have a good weekend, guys. Martin, Cheers, Martin, one point just before Ooh. I take someone else was uh, agreeing with Mark in terms of the goalie. See if we hadn't signed McGregor for another year. Mm-hmm. And what I think would have been quite a fair way of doing it is the way that we've always done it with the League Cup uh, or the Scottish Cup would be if we had McLaughlin as number one, um, but then had McCrory doing one of the cups. And that's probably enough at McCrory's stage to bed him in a wee bit, to get him a wee bit more uh, confident, to get him, you know, I know this is someone who's gone away and played for other teams and done seasons away or whatever. So he has kind of done his time, but to get him real first-team football, if we see McCrory as the long-term option, that, to me, would have been the sensible thing. Yeah. I think we've seen that McGregor's on the bench, so I think if you know if we're looking at one of the Cups, the chances are maybe that's the deal that McGregor will come in for then. That takes you back to Collar saying, is a 41-year-old you know, going to be match, able to be match fit just purely for those games? But the reality with McCrory, whether he's good enough or not at the moment to go in as number one, he's too good to not even be on the bench and we'll lose him. You know, there was already chat of him moving away um, and I think we have probably shot ourselves in a foot in our foot a wee bit keeping McGregor on. You know, great servant to the club. Um, you know, he pulled off some, you know, one of the best goalies that the club has ever had but keeping him around is probably for me one season too long and might end up um, been, been a real backward step for the club because we're potentially in the position where we've got the uncertainty over the number one, but we also potentially lose our number three, who a lot of people had previously seen as being the future. Yeah, I didn't expect to be talking about goalkeepers tonight. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, but, but we are. But Rangers EXE again, um, another 899 Super Chat. Thank you so, you so much. Did lotteries come up or something? Yes. He's on it. Well, he's on it, and obviously the content for the rabble is just too good. So, again, thank you so much. I honestly, I, I can't repeat myself enough. Every single penny that comes into this club, one way or another, gets reinvested straight back into Rangers. So any money that you give us goes back to the club. And as I've said so many times now, you know, we want to now, we, we feel the pod's got to a level, and we want to push that level even higher. So we, we want to get in on match days and be able to report to you from match days, speak to managers, speak to players, speak to board members, keep you updated. We will never change the way that we speak and the way that we talk and what we tell you. It will always, always be the same. Um, but yeah, we would love that press access to be able to get in there and talk to you for Ibrox. Um, who wouldn't want to see Mark's big shiny head under the Ibrox lights? You know what I mean? Uh, just honestly. So if you're watching on YouTube... And you you and you're able because I know how bad it is now, and I've I've said it before, I'm struggling 
everybody's struggling. But if you're in a position and you want to become a member and you want to help the podcast, then uh, in the description below or sometimes underneath the video, depending on who it is, there's a join button. Uh, $1.99, $2.99. I'm hoping to bring out some member content as soon as we've got enough members to watch it. The last time I checked, we were on 44 members. So... As soon as we get more members, then we'll start putting out some members' content out there as well. So if you think that you, you're in a position and you want to help the podcast, then please do consider joining as a member. If you're on YouTube as well, please do like and subscribe. The likes really do help share the pod around. Facebook as well, give us a share and a like and a comment. And on Twitter, give us a retweet, a like and a comment. You can tell I've been doing this for a while, can't you? Where that just all kind of rolls off the tongue. Tomorrow, Elaine, we play Kamarnik at home. We've kind of touched on it with a few of the callers, and of course, if you want to have your say, 01416287237, and I suppose we should kind of repeat ourselves, because it feels so long ago, tomorrow should not be a case of a scrappy 1-0, 2-0-1, tomorrow should be a bounce back and against a newly promoted team, and we should be going out there all guns blazing and put a few past them. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think in terms of tomorrow, you you have the cliche about you know, three points is all that matters. And at the end of the day, three points is the, mo is the most important thing tomorrow. But I think going into Tuesday, we need a performance. We need the crowd to be lifted uh, because we need everyone coming in Tuesday right up there, right up for it. We need the players to be lifted. Um, at the end of the day, I think I said earlier, football is so much about confidence. And you, you, you look at the team that won the league, two seasons ago, we, we were so high in confidence. And I think some of the players have spoken about it, the fact that they felt unbeatable. And that was, that was all part of it because you also get that sort of fear factor as well. We need to go in and we need to be starting strong from the off. We need a good result tomorrow. We need just in general to get a bit of confidence about the team and the fans. Hopefully, you know, some of the new players can get a bit, you know, the duck off the back a wee bit and can can settle in, and it's a it's a good opportunity. You know, Livy Livy's a um, Livy's a tough start, so to then get Kelly at home, that's a good opportunity to really push on. Uh, and again, just repeating what other people had said earlier in the pod, one thing that we have been guilty of is not you know how many times have we seen it? We go one nil and then we start sitting deep and we drop back a bit. And then we make trouble for ourselves in the last 10 minutes where we're all sitting at the edge of our seats going, no, you know, we're not going to do this again. What we need to be doing is putting teams to the sword, you know, two, three up. And also with, with regards to Tuesday, you come up, you, you're three up at half time or you get four nil up, you can start taking players off, you tinker with it. We don't need our full team doing 90 minutes of a hard slog tomorrow where Kelly will be right up for it, you know, Lafferty leading the line, we know what he can do. Um, we, we don't need a, a hard slog tomorrow. We need to make it as easy as possible for ourselves um, and just yeah, get off to a good start, get the crowd on side and hopefully hopefully a good result that kind of gives us the lift that we all need after Tuesday. Can I just quickly say as well, I think Curry put a question and I meant to answer it and I forgot. He said, Martin, you watch a lot and I can't find the comment now. Martin, you watch a lot of the B team. Is Zach Lovelace ready for first team football? No. No, he is not. He's 16 years old. He's playing really well. My own personal opinion, he will definitely be good enough for the first team. He's an absolutely smashing player, but he's still very raw. He still needs to learn. 
there's, there's loads of things that he has to learn. He has to play games at, at youth level. And, and, and in the Lowland League as well, that will help him. That will help him. He's a fantastic player, but there is still so much that that boy has to learn before he's ready for first-team football. Is there a possibility that he might get on the bench towards the end of the season? Maybe. I don't know. But as it stands right now, no, he's not ready for first-team football. Um, Mark, will we see many changes tomorrow? I think we will. Um, I think that... I think he'll give a couple of the boys another chance. I think that on Tuesday night, a lot of players played themselves out of a starting slot. Um, I think that Boy Davis will start at centre-half, and I think... Uh, um, Red Van Yilmaz will start at left back as well. So there's two changes straight away that I think are definitely going to harm. Um, I think there's going to be changes in the midfield as well. I think that Lundstrom's a shoe in for me. He's going to start. Um, it's who's going to start alongside him. I don't know. For me, I would put Davis in there. I think Davis has got a range of passing, can make things happen. Um, can dictate the, the play um, up front. I would I would go Matondo again. I think he'll get another chance. I think that the reason being is he is, for me, probably our best right-sided attacking midfielder. I would like to see Tillman as 10, and I would like to see Lawrence in the left. I don't think Kent will be risked. I think that Kent might get half hour, but I don't think he'll be risked. I don't think he'll start. But the other hand as well, does Sakala maybe come into the thinking at the left side as well? So I think up front, Cholak's going to start. I know that Alfie's back. He's going to be in the squad. But same again, I think they're not going to risk him for the start. I think he will get maybe half hour, um, depending how it goes. I mean, but uh, I think there'll be changes, definitely changes. Um, I think that Barisic is not going to be anywhere near that. I think probably um, Kamara's going to get dropped. I would like to see him dropped. I think that's what he needs. Um, but I definitely think there's going to be changes. I know that I've kind of rattled through a full team there. But I, no, there's quite a lot of people in the comments coming in about Lowry should be getting a game. Lowry's nowhere near ready to start a first team game. He's just coming back for injury. You know, he played 45 minutes for the B team the other night. That that's where Lowry is. So don't expect Lowry anywhere near that first team yet. Um, he's absolutely nowhere near ready. And so, yeah, get that out of your heads. Elaine, I think we have to remember as well, though, that, yes, you know, newly promoted team and all that, I get that. They, they, that. Know, they know what it's about. It's, you know, they're... It's Derek McInnes. Yeah. So, and, and our results against Aberdeen when he was there, was he'll, he'll know what it's about. He'll have them set up for it. Um I, I'm not expecting it to be easy, which is why I think early goal would suit us down to the tee because early goal and just don't let them sit 10 men behind the ball because if we start to struggle to break them down and if you know the players kind of get a wee bit nervy, etc., crowd get a bit nervy, um, it, you know, that's the last thing that we need really. So, I, I you know, they'll be, they'll be well prepared tomorrow, but by the same token, we should be looking to to take anyone at Ibrox. We should be, especially in the league, we should be looking to really um, not, yeah, not make a meal of it. I think it should be fairly, it should be straightforward. I think that um, 
They're definitely going to be organised, and they're, they're definitely going to be um, well set up. I think they're playing a three-five-two, or they have been. Right. So it's going to be it's going to be a, a defensive performance, and I, and I think that they're probably going to going to try and steal something. Yeah. Um, I dare say that there's going to be a few if the few of the new boys are playing. It's going to be a pretty good introduction to how how the Scottish game is, because I dare say that there's going to be all sorts of uh, lumps kicked out of them. Yeah, but you know what you're going. You know what you're going to get with McInnes's team. The um, they're going to come and they're going to sit in and they're going to try and snatch something. And as I said, you know that that's going to be the case. They're going to be um, hopefully the first twenty minutes get the crowd on um, on their case and and take it for there. But I mean, there's talk of possibly Kent being fit and and Alfie fit. Would you start Alfie if he's fit? Well, I was going to say, am I am I talking nonsense that I had seen somewhere right at the start of you know a couple of weeks ago that we were looking at Alfie potentially being out until October, um, and That's I'm if, if we're saying that I'm wondering whether or not that there's perhaps a wee element of now obviously we're a professional team you would like to think we're not rushing him back just to um, you know give the fans a wee boost but. I hope we're not. I hope you know. At the end of the day, we have to be sensible about it, and there's no point in there's no point rushing him back. Um, but if he's in the squad, if he's fit enough, then go for it. We, you, no one doesn't like him, so um, it, we might find that you know he comes on, scores a hat trick, and we can take him off and rest him for Tuesday. Can I just say this is live on YouTube, folks? Right? Um, this isn't radio where you know you can nip off to the toilet. And come back after the adverts. We don't have any adverts, so yeah, I was busting for a pee. So, <laughs> to <go> to <laughs> unfortunately, it's, it's, if anybody wants to sponsor the podcast, by the way, we're always looking for sponsors. If you want a wee ad put up and give us time to go for a pee, then by all means, um, yeah. How big a lane, no? I suppose is the fact that we'll have Morelos, you know, on the bench, not fully fit, but hoping to get some minutes. I think it's really important to take a bit of pressure off of Cholak because he's getting a lot of stick. He's came into the team. He is basically the only fit striker we have. So to get Morelos back, and and if if Gio fancies this free at the back, who's to say it's not going to be Cholak and Morelos up front? I don't mean tomorrow, I just I mean in general. Yeah. Do you know, I think it's massive for us to have a fit Alfie back. I would just really stress he needs to be fit. And we need to be, and the other thing as well is we need to be patient in that he's not going to be match fit. You know, that, that's the difference in terms of Alfie hasn't played for months. So it's, it's one thing having him back and certainly the way that we play is going to be, um, it massively suits having someone like him. So if we can get him back, I'd be more inclined to say it's more important for Tuesday night because of the way that they're likely to set up. But, uh, yeah, absolutely massive for us to have him back. Yeah, absolutely massive. If anybody wants to phone in, now is your chance, 01416 because we'll be finishing up shortly. Um, I, I'm very conscious that we've been on for an hour and a half, and it must be roasting in Jamaica, Elaine, so um, I will have to let you go shortly. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Molly's, Molly's starting to lose patience with me. Yeah, Molly's starting to lose patience. So, yeah, if you want to phone in again. I thought that's where you were going with the whole YouTube thing because you could start yeah. Yeah, hearing her. She's not wanting to make an appearance, but I. Uh, 
She, start, she's starting she start, to leave. Yeah, annoyed. Yeah. Where's my mum? What's she doing? Um, yeah, so basically what I will ask for, I will ask for predictions. And if anybody phones in in the time that I'm asking for predictions, you will be brought on. If not, I will end the podcast there. So everybody in the comments, please get your predictions in. And you know I like a first goal scorer, so get me your first goal scorers. Mark, predictions for tomorrow. Predictions. I'm going to go again. like first goal scorer. And I'm going to go a three nothing Rangers. Oh, three nothing! That would be nice and a, and a good performance to top that off. Elaine, um, yeah, looking convincing win. I'm going to go four one. Not 100 percent sure we're keeping the clean sheet. Um, go for Tav. Go for Tav. Well, gallant pioneer. He's going four 0 Tav. Um, Folgie's going two 0 Cholak to get both goals. That would be nice and. And Ian Hamilton is going 5 0 Cholak, and they've all just started coming in now. Uh, Nicholas, channel member, 2 0 Lawrence and Matondo. Paul's going 3 0 Tillman, and David Christie's going 6 0 Cholak hat trick. That would that would take us nicely, nicely into Tuesday. And there's loads of 17 0 CGM. I mean, come on. I mean, even I'm optimistic, but I'm not that optimistic. And Mel is going 2 0 Alfie. This has been a very good phone-in. There's been loads and loads of calls. It's been beautiful. It's been lovely. Um, oh, sorry. I was just reading a comment there, and I didn't I didn't know that was aimed at me, but there you go. Um, we'll be back on tomorrow. Back on tomorrow. Um, we'll pre-match build-up to the Commander game and, of course, post-match reaction. For our members, me and Wolgie Morwin will be at the B-team game. Um, and I'm hoping that the technology works for our members on YouTube to do a pre-match build-up from Dumbarton. It's not ideal, the B team and the first team playing at the same time, and it's not ideal to set up podcasts when the B team and the first team are playing at the same time, but we have committed to covering the B team this season, and it's something that I've always, always wanted to do. Our very first episode of the Rabble was an Academy Review, and it's something that we're passionate about covering, and it's something that we will always, always cover. So, yeah, for our members on YouTube, um, hopefully tomorrow uh, you will see a pre-match build-up to the B-team game against Cowden Beef, who are in the Lowland League after all these years. Um, so, yeah, if you can become a member, if, you, if, if you're in a position to become a member, I would urge you to do it. Um, it really helps the pod. It helps us um, get press access for the B-team, the first team, deliver you better content. Um, thank you to Mark. Thanks very much. Thank you Pleasure. to Elaine. Thank you. Thank you to everybody watching. Please like and subscribe. Um, do all the good stuff. Thank you to everybody who phoned in tonight. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you to all the comments. I really, really appreciate every single one of them. And hopefully we'll see you all tomorrow at 2pm um, for the pre-match build-up to the Commandment game. Thank you. Podcast Network.